What's the latest going on with you? I've been watching this uh, judge thing today. Judge um, thing? Yeah, judge. I don't Kavanaugh or something mm-hmm. <laughs> And I have zero clue about politics, so I don't even know what the hell was going on. I just turned my TV on. It was like on every station. And I'm like, what the hell is this? So I started watching it, and it was pretty pretty riveting and uh yeah, grilling him with a bunch of questions and stuff from when he was in I guess he wants to be uh I guess he's gonna be the judge or the Supreme Court judge would that be it okay so, that sounds right 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 <laughs> both of us don't know anything about <laughs> politics but um so I guess Trump wants to appoint him judge and everybody's against it I guess so they're they're bringing up his past from like high school (laughs) (laughs) and all this stuff. And I guess these women came forward all of a sudden, you know, they didn't say a word until recently. Right. You know, they're like, Oh yeah, he touched me and all this other stuff. And, and, uh, my God, I mean, they're going through his yearbook. Like, cause, um, in his yearbook, he wrote some, you know, like it has your picture and then underneath it has all these (laughs) crazy things or whatever you write. You know, and he was just like, hey, I'm going to miss doing this and that. And they're just grilling him on all that stuff. And I'm like, wow. I certainly could never be in that position going for a judge. (laughs) Did they they dig up my past? Oh, my God. Well, they'd be like, did you really write Stay Cool in everybody's yearbook? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. It's crazy. What they can do to you. Yeah, I haven't seen much of that. I did see on Facebook people commenting and yeah, and uh, different things about it. But yeah, I think you're. Uh, <laughs> so I jumped on Twitter just to see what what this was all about, and uh, wow, it's like a war going on in there. <laughs> it's a war. <laughs> you got in the war room. Yeah. You know, I was just like, you know, I'm glad I don't follow this stuff. It can be brutal, man. So it was interesting, I'll tell you that. I feel bad. I kind of, I feel bad for the guy because like they're bringing all this stuff up from the past, and his family's like right behind him, or his wife is, and and plus, I mean, they're bringing names up from high school, like these friends of his from high school. They're bringing their names up, and I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, this is crazy, man. Like, <laughs> I cannot imagine, you know. If a lot of those allegations aren't true, I, I just can't imagine this. It's, it's got to be crazy. But I don't know nothing about it, so listeners, don't crucify me for this because I don't follow any of it. <sighs> yeah, it's a mess. I just liked Trump because he was in WWE. You know, he was at WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, and you would think that would be a good enough reason. Yeah. Says we got poor connection. What's that? Says we have a poor connection. It says poor network connection on my side. Yeah. But 
Yeah. So when was our when was our last show? A few weeks ago. A few weeks ago. We should That's just good. do them once a month. That'd be good. Yeah, I don't know. I actually I like doing them more often. It's just it's just tough. You and Kirby must have got new games or something. You guys are. Hey, hey, don't blame me for this. You were at a few races since then. Actually, no. I oh, you weren't. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well. Um, you were doing something. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. I yeah. Was doing something. Well, we are getting into the um, the fall season here, and all the the big video games are coming out, you know. So I knew we were coming up on something. I've been playing Madden. I've been playing NBA Live with your ugliest character ever. Yeah, isn't that awesome? That guy's so gross looking. Well, it's my face. I'm ugly. Oh. So so what I did was you, you download the NBA. Uh, NBA Live companion app mm-hmm. for all for for any listener out there that has NBA Live 19. You download the companion app, and then you're able to do a face scan and put your face in the game when you create your character. Ah, so no, no wonder why he's so ugly. Exactly. Yeah, I know that. Now so what looks. I did is I smiled really big and goofy, and I just did a face scan and then i and then and then i uploaded that and created the character and i go online playing with that dude and man did the people react to it they're like damn god are you ugly bro <laughs> you're like i know i know yeah <clears throat> so you know what comes out uh, October 5th? Uh, Friday the 13th. WWE 2K19. Oh. So they've been doing the WWE um, games the same amount of years as the NBA, huh? Uh, I don't know if I don't know if 2K's been doing it that long. I think they just started somewhere around. That's a good question. Well, you just said 19 on both. Well, that's the year 19. Oh. <laughs> Shows how much I know. Yeah, so you're, what are you guys, three or four games into the season of football? You've been, your team's struggling. Oh, man. Kirk, Kirby's team is struggling. It has uh, not, not been good. Yeah, neither one of you guys are up right now. Usually you're usually you have winning teams, so Kirby's just always has kind of a losing team. Not really a lot of hope with his. Well, there was a lot of hope this year, but um, Jimmy Garoppolo goes down with an ACL last weekend. Ugh. Terrible. Big contract. S- signs a new Jumpman deal. Um, you know. So big 49ers deal, big Jumpman deal. He's uh, got all the hot girls. He's dating all the hot girls in the media, then goes down with the injury. Three yeah. what, three games in? Uh, two. Yeah. No, three, yeah. Yeah, three. 
Well, he didn't. He didn't finish the the third game. So that's right. Two, two games. In. Two games. And uh, yeah, everybody's blaming the porn star that he dated. Well, someone's got to take it. Yeah. It can't be his fault. Sorry. WWE 2K started in 2012. That's when visual concepts took over. So, I mean, they've been around for, you know, since uh, the PlayStation days, but um, the actual visual concepts company took over in 2012 okay okay so that comes out next friday everybody run to your stores pre-order go to the midnight launch stand in line get your copy (laughs) i don't know who does that anymore i it's rough man i um you know i was looking at what we were talking about earlier about doing that um they got that NWO reunion this weekend in Orlando, and I really want to go. But man, you know, we did that. I did that Hulk Hogan one, and waiting in that line just—it was brutal. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I can do that again. It'd be cool if you brought your monster truck with you, sitting there holding it. Well, that's—I mean, that's kind of been part of the idea. Is uh, that's what we wanted to do. But man, it's... just have one of your employees stand in line, <laughs> and then when you get right up close to the autograph, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, let me take over. <laughs> you were punched out, by the way, right? Good. <laughs> Did you punch out yet? If not, I'll punch you out. Thanks. <laughs> Literally, too. Stay in line, make sure you punch out first. Why is this stuff so funny? So the Patriots are one and two, and if they lose Sunday they'll they'll be one and three. It'll be three games back of Miami if they lose against the Dolphins on Sunday, so that's not good. So we gotta win Sunday. So everybody out there, uh, bring the Patriots good vibes. Let's do this. What? Got a lot of injuries. Want me to read you the injury list for the weekend or no? No, definitely not. Okay. <laughs> no, definitely not. I mean, this is America's team, people. You, you got to care. You have to care. Used to be. Huh? <laughs> Used to be. <laughs> people move on. And then we got the NBA. It'll be cranking back up pretty soon. I think yeah, we're about uh, 20-something media, days away. Media day was, uh, was it yesterday? I think so, yeah. All the, all the good uh, interviews and so forth. Yeah, I mean, I... I used to watch that stuff, but I, I don't... I can't watch it anymore. Just, no? No, it's just I don't see... I mean, nobody will really answer questions, so it's just like everybody has all these, you know, you know, standard responses. It's just, it's just something to keep ESPN and everybody busy. It's like I saw some. I saw we were eating lunch today, and on the 
on TV it said, uh, should LeBron be the Lakers' closer in the games? And you're just like, this is a topic? Like, who else is. is their closer? Like, yeah, obviously you pick these topics, right? That, I mean, it, it, it's just a fact. You put LeBron's name in something and it becomes a, you know, a popular topic, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you hear the uh, interview with Beasley? No. Uh, it's all over. It's a, it's a great soundbite. Somebody said, go ahead, what did he say? It's all over the interwebs. Ah, I'm going to check that interweb out. We've taken a day at a time. Where should this Lakers team end up by the end of the year? Exactly where we want to, which is (laughs) where we want to be. Where do you want to be? Taking a day at a time. (laughs) But if once you add up all those days, where can you end up? The future? There you go. That's the reason I don't listen. Where do you want to be? Where are you going to be? Future. When? In the future. And I know it gets old. I mean, we've talked about it before. For these guys, uh, gets old. They answer the same things. Yeah. But you know, it's it, it, it is. I mean, they they try to back you into a corner, and pretty soon, if you predict, you know, what are you going to say? Well, I mean, I think we should go to the finals. You know, then pretty soon it's like you know the headline is. So and so thinks third reach in the finals, and then everyone's like, "Ah, oh, he's an idiot." <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, had, did did you hear Kawhi Kawhi Leonard's laugh? It was that was somebody actually sent me that because it was funny. Oh, was great! <laughs> I've been waiting for them to <laughs> to use that clip the laugh clip just in more things but you know that's the tough part is memes are so good because you can use photos and the sound bites are a lot harder but yeah well jim rome was using it the other day on his show left and right oh really oh yeah it was good i mean he's been in the game he might have you know at this point i mean he's one of the one of the guys that's been in the game probably one of the longest I mean, he's been around since the 90s. He is the best. There's a lot of people that hate him, too, right? Oh, man, I love that guy. He's great. I can't even imitate his voice or nothing, but it's so awesome. Welcome to the jungle, clones. That's right. That's what he says. I am Jim Rome. I am Jim Rome. What is up? What is up? Fellow J Concept fans out there, <laughs> we're gonna record a podcast next week, Jason. <laughs> That's what people are people are actually doing. That it took us it took us six years to get to episode one eighty of the Ripcast. <laughs> That's good. I mean, got that one eighty in the books. And this is a weekly RC podcast. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh, but I do want to laugh every time. Do the laugh, Jason. I can't do it. I can't do it. That's a good one. Kawhi Leonard. 
Jake Concess will be shipping out more dirt webs this week. <laughs> Should be ellipses now, the, the new hot tire. Oh, is that the new one, ellipses? Yeah. Hmm. How's that going for you? Ellipse. Doing good. I mean, we got... Ellipse. Uh-oh. Yeah, good tire. It's a fun tire. Yep. Actually, we had a... Got JR just posted that he's... They're new in his shop today. He's going to be doing some... He's going to be doing some mounting and running them. Hmm. Mounting and running them. Okay. Jason, speaking of tires, here's a question for you from Eric. Why doesn't Jay Concepts make a narrow front wheel for the, for the 22 4.0? Would like to use the same wheel slash tire manufacturer when racing. It, yeah, I mean, we've had that question before. And the only thing I can really say is that I've been personally waiting for TLR because I feel like they're going to eventually change the front wheel. <laughs> hmm. Great. I feel I feel like there's going to be a, a at some point they will make a a front wheel that's the same as everybody else's, and then then we'll be on the same wheels. In pretty much every car. I think it will be every car will use the same wheels. Yeah. Right now, the TLR is the only car that has a different front wheel. And and they know that's that's something... I don't, I don't know if they think it's odd, like an oddball part, but it's definitely kind of weird that at this point they're the only ones. And, and I know they feel that there's some advantages to their design and and the front end that they have on the car because of that wheel. But I think now, I think you kind of, it's worth just biting the bullet and making the same wheel as all the other cars because. Yeah, I wait a minute here. Why, is, why doesn't everybody else just change? Maybe look, <laughs> maybe TLR doesn't want to. They don't. <laughs> they okay, well, they don't. well, maybe they want you, maybe they want all the other guys out there to change. I don't think they want anybody to change. They just want theirs to be different. Oh, okay. But, you know, we've thought about it. Uh, I don't know that we designed one, but we have thought about it and considered it. But I think, in general, our TLR wheels aren't... They don't really sell that well to begin with. I mean, they do okay, but nothing compared to the other wheels. And we would have to tool up a one you know wheel specific to that car for a category we don't or for one that we don't do that well with anyway, so hmm. I don't I don't see it happening. What I think is going to happen, I think they're eventually going to change their front wheel design, um, and then everything will fall fall in line. Wow. The worst thing that could happen, which is when your timing really sucks, is. You finally bite the bullet, you make the front wheel, and then all of a sudden they change their car. <laughs> we've had that happen before. Wow. I mean, we've had the crappy timing on a couple things. We have some good timing on things, too, of course, but, man, there's there's been a couple that have been bad. You're just like, oh, man. Here we go again. 
Uh, Jason, this one here is from Ben Howard. Uh, can we have some green dirt mazes for Australian conditions? I think that's a legitimate request. The only thing I would say is I'd like to see him try the green ellipse tires first that we just mm. were talking about. I think if he tries those in green, they might not feel – it's a possibility that he might not – feel it's necessary to have the dirt maze in green. So that's just something maybe we should try first is just running the green ellipse, and then I think I think that'd probably be good. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to the Australian Nationals next week. Your man Ray Mundy and Chris Sturdy are the guys to watch. Yeah, we. Um, that's good. Uh, he says he'll be giving the stock title a crack too, which is good. And he's run JC there, buddy. You know, we're going to Australia this year. Never been before. I am? <laughs> no. I was me and Allison. I guess uh, I was saying. Allison, uh, Jesus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just but yeah. an exercise. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to Australia. I'm actually looking forward to this event being in Australia, I'm not looking forward to the travel. Yeah, I would there. <laughs> it's brutal to get there. Are you going by boat? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I can't be doing that. It sounds like Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> it's hard to do it. It is. So yeah, I'm looking forward. <laughs> I'm looking forward to going to Australia. Oops, can't get enough of that. I know. I'm I'm laughing while it plays. So yeah, traveling boy, have fun with that. Yeah, we're going. We're hitting. Uh, we got we got a couple events coming up. Of course, we got uh, uh, Fall Indoor Nationals at RC Excitement is next week. Uh, we'll have Paul and Thomas will be up there. Spencer Rivkin will be racing. Fred and I are going to go to the King of the Monster Trucks event mm. uh, in Missouri. And then from there, I uh, we got the Super Cup. Super Cup going on. And then from there, we'll be a little bit of a break and then hitting the Worlds. So <sighs> for the big finish. Big climax. Yeah. I mean, I think actually the, the the best and the funnest race for us is going to be our indoor national finals at Beach RC in December. But, you know, if Mar World's 8 scale, that's always going to be at the top of most people's radar. Now, what world was uh, uh, changing locations? That is the one tenth. The one ten scale worlds for next year. Okay, it was going to be where? And it was going to be in France. And now where's it going? Uh, they're moving it to Slovakia at uh, X-Ray Hudio Arena's track. Oh, okay. There's been some mixed feelings, I think, out there about that. Um, I know nobody ever asked me what I thought. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> They just, you know, I mean, maybe they don't, they don't really have to, I guess. But Damn, I didn't even know you could travel there. 
Okay. <laughs> I thought there was a war going on or something. No, I think it's probably okay. Um, oh, that's Syria, I, I think. I, I, there, the facility there, uh, from what everybody says, is, uh, you know, one of the best, if not the best. Um, you know, everybody raves about X-Ray, um, their facility, um, and then their tracks. Uh, I guess they just, I don't know why, but they just have tons of money. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how or why or what, but they have, they appear to have more money than anybody in RC. Um, I've heard that some of it is because um, the government is involved with their operation and, you know, helps fund uh, fund their operation. I don't know. That's what I've heard. Hey, Jason, you're asking too many questions. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You talk too much, Jason. Sometimes you just got to accept the way things are, you know? <laughs> Yeah, those guys uh, so, got boatload of cash. I, I don't awesome. know. I, I don't know what the deal is, other than I've heard that you know it's subsidized by the government. But I everything mean, they have is top notch. Yeah, um, they wear suits. <laughs> they wear. Are those guys? Are they racing? Racing with suits on yet? I don't think they race with suits. Come on, guys! If you're gonna wear it in the ads and stuff, at least go to the driver's stand with one on. That'd be awesome. It would. <clears throat> So that's where the world's going to be. and I like how they come out with a car kit like every six to eight months. Yeah, that's my joke is every time I see like X-Ray set to announce 2019 edition, I'm like, man, has it been three months already? <laughs> that's crazy, man. That's yeah, we keep up with that. We've talked about this before. But yeah, I mean, as far as this world's thing, um, I think the facility and the race is going to be really – it's going to be great. It's going to be well run, top notch. Um, will there be a home track advantage for them? Of course. Uh, but I think chicks there. I bet. Can you ever see the chicks in their ads, like in those uh, YouTube uh, commercials? No. Whew. Yeah. Maybe I should go to this world's. You could. I could. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. So that's I, – I think it'll actually be really neat to do it. I, I think that – sure, it'll be disappointing if we go there and X-Ray, like, is just very dominant. <laughs> Blows and, you out of the water. Yeah, I mean, it's just – then it'll be just like, why do we do this BS? Um, <laughs> but I think there's also that part of everybody that feels like they could show up it's like, man, what if we do win on their home home track? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think I think that's will motivate. That'll be a motivating factor for a while. Um, you know, so everyone I think will be motivated by that idea that they could go in and beat them on their home track. Not only their home track, but their own track. I think that's kind of a a big a big deal. But, you know, in today's day and age, it, the results, you know, last about two weeks. 
So it's like even if they do win or somebody else wins, it's like by two weeks' time, everyone's moved on. Yeah. The next race. So, yeah, uh, moving out of France into in there. What, what's kind of unfortunate is I think we kind of had – uh, we had the potential to be the control tire for the race in France because um, we already we did one event there using our tires, the Euros, and now and switching locations. I I don't know, not as we don't have as much of an inside track there, so we'll see. I expect a good race. I just get a little disappointed about the world stuff occasionally i I just feel like it's kind of losing something over time and they're coming up very quick now you know every year we have a nitro or an electric one so every year we're having some type of a worlds and you know it's a tough it's a tough way to go It was one thing when we had four or five races in the whole year and the Worlds was one of them, but now when there's, you know, you know, 30 plus events we're, we're thinking about. Jesus. Or, you know, whatever the number is, it's up there. And, you know, like we got guys racing the hot rod shootout this weekend, uh, which they've moved from, used to always be in July. Now Jimmy's moved it to September to kind of hope that the weather is a little better and, because the, the interest at that race, it used to be one of the biggest races of the year, and everybody loved the hot rod shootout. And you know, he used to get 400 plus entries out there, and the thing has just been dropping every year. Just every year, the entries are going and going. It's because everyone's more conditioned to race indoors now, and his race is out. That race was outdoors, and. I think now people are intimidated to race outdoors or just feel they don't have the setup, the car, whatever, the tires. And so he's trying to change the date around a little bit, getting September this year, almost October. Well, I guess by the time they are running, I guess it is a little bit in October. So, well, no, September 30th is Sunday, but... Yeah, so we got guys running that this weekend, and and I feel like it's like it was one of those races you used to get pumped up about guys racing it, and now I'm just like, ah, oh, we got guys racing that race, <laughs> you know, like because <laughs> you know where's Kawhi when we need him, but it's it's tough because it's not that it's not a great race, but when you don't expect a good turnout, but your top drivers still want to go there and win. There's bonus money on the line for them. That's why they want to go, and they want to, you know, stay conditioned, racing, and keep their practice up. And but when you go and it just the race doesn't have that atmosphere to it anymore. It it's almost kind of it's just kind of a letdown. You know, sure, when you have a race that has all the atmosphere and, um, you know. Uh, you know the dirt nitro challenge or um you know when you run the roar nationals for 10 scale or for eight scale there's just a lot of you know some of these other psycho nitro thing you know and some of our indoor national races they have this great atmosphere and really makes it feel worthwhile and and, and like a good event and, but 
I mean, I hope they have a successful race. I mean, people, I guess they could, you know, get over there and pile in for the event this weekend. And, I mean, if they had, I mean, if they had 200, 250 entries, I think it'd be a big success. But I'm expecting it to be 100, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. And it used to be one of the, the biggest races. And so, I don't know. But we'll see, see how the guys do. I know we sent a bunch of tires over there, and um, it's a little bit different time of year, you know, so the weather makes that, you know, usually you're like, oh, we're prepping for the hot rod shootout. we got to have these compounds. That's the other thing is it's we kind of have to have unique compounds for the track because we don't race a lot of outdoors anymore. So it's like the, there's one or two races a year where you need these particular tires and, you know, so anyway, this is one of them, and and now the race is in July. Now it's in September, so hopefully the same type of tires work. If they don't, I'm sure we'll hear about it. So yeah, that's going. That one's going on this weekend, and like, like I said, guys are heading to the Fall Indoor Nationals at RC Excitement. Fred and I hitting up King of the Monster Trucks. Um, yeah good stuff going on got a lot of products we're getting out there the last month or two got a lot of got more stuff in the queue here a lot of new bodies got some new tires coming for carpet and astroturf the nessies people would like to see those online we've had a couple races where we've tried them we got some monster truck stuff coming of course, eight scale worlds. So, um, got some stuff to experiment with there too, and some body stuff. So, kind of hoping for a good finish. Is there an ET four ten body in the pipeline? Yeah, there is. Uh, we've added it to our list of uh, projects. Um, we have an idea where we're going to go with it, and and. Um, you know, release, I'd say, before the end of the year for sure. Uh, maybe November, if we can. Um, ST sweet. style or Truggy style? Truggy style. Truggy. Oh, yo, dude, I saw something up here, and this is this will just tell you how I'm out of the loop. But um, it was from Joe Zare here. Uh, Ten scale Truggy, fad or here to stay? What? Uh, well, what's going on there? Yeah, basically, what the guy, the body that the guy just asked for, the yeah. ET410, that's Techno basically took their four wheel drive buggy and turned it into a miniature Treggy. Okay. So that's kind of what they're referring to. He's referring to this 10 scale Treggy class as a, you know, here to stay or not. Uh, let me take a look here. You know, so he's asking, you know, is it is it here to stay? Um, I guess the question is, man, that's tough. You know, the industry really needs something, and I've asked for a, a, a four-wheel drive truck like this for a while. Because I felt people would support it, 
and I don't think that it's here to stay. But I do believe it can have a pretty good run in in the short term. And the question is, is any other vehicle, any other chassis manufacturers going to jump on and make something, you know, to compete alongside of it? Um, Usually, if you come out with a decent idea in RC, it's not long before everyone else jumps on it. So Hmm. Um, I, I... anticipate it being other people jumping in on it you know we're offering the class now Um, we're going to offer the class uh, the last two races of the Super Cup Uh, you know we haven't uh, you know we made an announcement we're going to offer the class and we have some interest there's some people that want to run it and the tracks we're offering it on are actually tracks that really make sense for it as well people it's probably the perfect vehicle for those kind of tracks. So, so I really hope that it does well. Uh, I don't know a hundred percent at this point, you know, how well they've been selling. I do see them. Uh, so, but yeah, we're going to make a body for it because we think we should have one in the lineup. Um, you know, we, we speak to the techno guys, quite often um they're pretty good to us and um i think it it's something that we can add and you know if it helps support them and we add it to our race race events and for people to try to run it i I think that you know we've done our share to to try to done our part to try to to try to grow it see if it has something in it you know and if a a tlr or an associated or somebody made a four-wheel drive truck i mean it'd be kind of nice to add how about this question for you? Who would win in a real fight, Bam Bam Bigelow versus Legion of Doom? <clears throat> uh, Legion of Doom. It's two against one. Yeah, I don't understand that either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of an easy one. Unless that dude is just that much of a badass. He is. Or was. Bam, bam, Bigelow. All right, so what is our next question? Oh, got from Tim here. He's asking me about the Von Nats, the Vintage Nationals. There was a RC10 uh, GTE, hmm. and he uh, was asking if there was any thoughts about making those parts for production. He said he saw that he had a rip decal on it, too. Ooh. Who was it? Well, this is uh, I worked on a project with Jason Santos, who raced the vintage Nats, and we started a project, we call it the EGT, and he took an old RC10 GT, parts from that I had and parts that he had, and we combined some things, and he made it, he basically took Associates gas truck, the GT, and turned it into an electric truck so it's basically like a a vintage mid-motor truck Um, but it actually you know we made a specific motor plate for it we made a special rear shock tower um, and then i had the body painted and decaled and that's what has the rip decal on it and it actually the truck is i mean it came out really nice it looks really good and 
um, he's in the process of shipping it back to me. And then when we get it, when we get it back here, we're going to do a feature on it. Uh, like uh, some of the stuff we've been doing lately, the inside looks and stuff like that. And then, you know, it really wouldn't be difficult for us to make the motor plate and the tower for it. So, yeah, we, we might actually just do that. Um, mm. Limited run. Uh, maybe we'll sell it with the body. Limited the, to how many you can sell. Right. Usually when it comes to vintage, that's 25 to 50. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I wish it was different, but that's the way it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe we'll have the body, the the tower, a uh, front and rear tower, and the motor plate together. And rip decal. Now the rip decal, they can get themselves. You can get that over at stickitone.com, boomrc.net, and somewhere else. Is this the part of the show where you have to uh, promote uh, Blue Chew? Blue Chew. Nobody's gonna know what you're talking about. I don't know. What is that? Is it 83 weeks where they do that? Yes. 83 uh, weeks with Eric Bischoff. Who called you? Yes, I actually spoke to Eric. They're recording an episode in Orlando this weekend. Oh, they are? Because of that whole they have the NWO thing. Mm. Oh, I, I kind of want to go. I don't know. It's just expensive. For what oh, it well, is. that's not a problem. Yeah, whatever. Um, all right, so his other part of his question was, what's the weirdest RC car each of us have owned? Weirdest? Weirdest or... I don't anything weird. I mean, it's probably weird now because it's so outdated, like the Hotshot 2. <laughs> I had a boat once that I hated. I, I got a I got a cheap RC boat. But you said car. RC I know, car. but... I'm just trying to go into weirdest, and I had a a boat when I was a kid. God, that thing sucked. Yeah? Slow? It was slow. It just was underperformed. Yeah, just Just underperformed. Yeah. But they have some great ones now, but I haven't bought one. But all right. Of a car? I didn't own this car, but, man, I really wanted the Top Cat. And that was pretty weird back then, mm-hmm. because I had to lay down front shocks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, really nothing weird. I mean, when I had my Schumacher shotgun stadium truck, that was a very weird vehicle. We've talked about it on the show before. Yeah. And um, I had one of those, and it was weird from the standpoint that it just wasn't very common for people to have one. Leave it to Schumacher. Yeah, it was a it was a decent truck. It was kind of like a JRXT with like a nice body, or the one I had kind of had. Might look cool. I got a picture. I'll put it up tonight. Oh, um, I'm excited for that. <laughs> and that was a weird car. Or, yeah. Um. God, what else did I have? The other vehicle I hated was the Kyosho Big Bird. I think we've talked about that before. That was not necessarily the weirdest, but that was just the biggest piece of junk. Can four-wheel stadium truck actually become a class? So he's asking about the same thing. Yeah, um, I think it's going to become a class. It would be nice if someone else jumped in it. Um, so we'll see. See if 
I think it can. The how long it sticks around, I don't know. But what would really be nice is if we were in this. I think the timing. Eh, I don't know. It, it really. I think it's a great. It would be a great class for outdoor racing. We're just not doing a lot of outdoor racing. Like it'd be the probably an awesome class for that hot rod shootout. I mean, I'm sure that thing would be amazing out there. You know, we got Chris Trudeau asking a question here. Um, he's asking, as old racers like yourself, Mayfield, Cavalry, Paul Wynn. Old? Yeah, he's saying those guys are old along with us. <laughs> anyway. Are younger racers like Spencer, Damon, Tater missing out on aspects of RC or racing or spoiled by the ease of tuning given that many of the elements you had to maintain? Gotti's specialty, motors, comms, brushes, <laughs> power, yeah. efficiency. He's compared to say where it seems to be more about tires and perhaps mild suspension changes. Um Yeah, I mean, we went over this quite a few times, one way or another. And, you know, I, somebody sent me uh, some questions recently for an interview for a website and kind of asked the same kind of question. And to me, what I think is today, the, the I think the drivers themselves are better. The, the 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 driving today i think the driving talent is better than it ever has been but i think that like there is some you know some spoiledness in terms of how much work dedication that it actually takes to be ready to go have your stuff dialed in and ready um and without having help you know i think a lot of the kids that race today they they do have their dads or other people helping. And that's not to say that, you know, back in the day, you know, there wasn't dads helping everybody. But um, it seems like it's um, – they're leaning on that stuff quite a bit. But, you know, it's – it's there's not a straight answer to all this stuff because there's there's definitely some some racers out there that still do their own work and they're younger. You know, even like Spencer, he does all of his, he can do all of his own work. Um, and he's a valuable racer because of that. He doesn't really have to have a, uh, people or somebody to wrench on all of his stuff for him. He can do it. And, uh, and you know, he's a young guy. He's part of the new generation, but, um, you know, and he even mentioned Damon, and Damon, you know, when he's been racing lately, uh, he's just started college, so he's not been able to race as much this year, but he's been doing a lot of, he does all of his own work. And so it's really hard to say. I think that if you, if you, if you want to do it, you're going to find a way to do it in terms of you're going to put in the work and, if a guy like Spencer was, how do you call it? Is it to be transported back to the 90s? Teleported back to the 90s? Yeah, teleported. If you put him back in that time period, he'd be just as successful and he would get everything done because he really just wants to do it. Really? Yeah, there's there he 
is not going to use the excuses. Um, he would learn all about it, and he, you know, he would be the one that would, um, he would excel it because of because of all that stuff. Um, there are some people that would struggle, but I, I think truly, if you have a passion for it, you like this, and you want to do you want to do the work because you know it leads to results. Ultimately, that's what it's about, and. Um, the people that have that motivation, kind of that inner, um, that inner motor, you know, they can self-motivate, get their stuff going, be prepared. Those are the ones that are the real winners in RC. You know, if you're just kind of a slacker, you really, you know, you, um, you know, slacker, slacker. You're a slacker, McFly. You know, the funny part is, you know, sometimes we'll talk to, you know, Spencer's dad is talking, and will talk to me, and he's like, Spencer's in his room working on his stuff, you know, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, yeah, that's what I used to do, <laughs> you know, like, yep. I mean, all, all, all week long. I, I was doing that instead of homework, that's for sure. Yeah, me too. You know, I, I think yeah, sometimes it is easy to think about, you know, you know, Back in the day, this is how it was and that. And it's easy to kind of get nostalgic or then you start to discredit people that are doing things today. And, uh, you know, I think there are some differences, obviously, but there are standouts in whatever generation there is. There's the standout guys that are willing to do whatever it takes to win, to be up front, to practice. They'll learn, you know, they'll learn if they have to learn. And and I think that they just transcend. You know, they could go either way. It doesn't matter which generation they're in. They're going to be a winner um, because they're, they're not going to accept it any other way. That's And then other people kind of probably can benefit from the time period they're in one way or another. But I think that's just – and that's probably goes for just about anything. Jason, let me take you back to the year 1996. It was the Roar National. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Roar National. So. Mm-hmm. A man by the name Chris Bain. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. I think those guys would love, like, you know, how Ken Wall and those guys and Francis would always uh, tinker with the cars and Dremel shit out and try different things and. I don't think any of those guys do that today, but uh, there's, yeah. there's none of that today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there still is. It's just Dremeling, like making yeah, own shock towers still and shit. Do, yeah, really? Yeah, oh. there's still people that do it. Okay, I stand corrected. <laughs> I'm just reading questions too, but. No, no, I mean, like you said, there is, this stuff does fit a lot better. There's not as much need for all that. But um, I do, I still see people, you know, that have to be good at doing that type of work, and they try to do it. Mayfield would be awesome at it, throwing back in the 90s. Yeah, you know, he the biggest thing he would struggle with was be his patience. Yeah. Um, hmm. You know, he doesn't have a lot of patience for that kind of stuff. But if you told him... This had to be done, and then this will make you go faster. And I mean, he was he would do it, but um, 
you know, but usually he's a master at taking a three hour job and making it a 15 minute job. <clears throat> You'd be like, before you're finished explaining what you got to do, he'll have it done already. Oh, it's done. Done. Yeah, I'm done. I was at his house one time. We were going to go practice out at the old SRS, and this was like after a race, and he's like, um, it's like, yeah, we need to go. We're going to go run tomorrow at SRS. We're going to sugar the track, and, you know, we can go try it out. And uh, I'm like, so what do we got to do to get ready? He's like, oh, I got to build a car in the morning. <laughs> like, huh? He's like, yeah, I got to build a car. Oh, damn. I'm like, the whole thing? <laughs> like, the, you know, like, yeah, man. Starting, starting from scratch or. Um, Are you already and, almost done? Yeah, 90%? What? Yeah, I mean, I think he started at like 8 a.m. and he was done by noon. You know, it's Jesus. like, you know, car was done, tires were mounted electrical installed body was on it wing done it's like all right let's go <clears throat> crazy so we got uh, bradley allen asking would you rather have a new facility put carpet in or astroturf <sighs> you know I, you would think i'd have a pretty good answer to this but i don't <laughs> well you know, Beachline, which is our local track, they're all AstroTurf. And they've really had it quite a – they've had it uh, – are they coming up on three years? Might be coming up on three years they've had the same – well, essentially the same AstroTurf. And it, it's worn a lot. It, it's – you know, they've got some patchwork and different things. But um, You get three years out of that. That's I didn't think you would get that. Yeah, it's it's been doing pretty good. I I think, I think also, and you know, I I think that if you get good carpet, it'll last a decent amount of time too. But I I can't really say if I like carpet or astroturf better. I think if you, uh, I think carpet is better. I think it looks a little better. I think it's a little, maybe a little cleaner. Um, hmm. AstroTurf, I think, is it's not as good instantly as carpet is. AstroTurf, you have to kind of wear it in a little bit, get a groove going. Because um, it's tall, you have to kind of lay those fibers over and kind of get some rubbing on it. Uh, at first, it just feels like you're, you know, kind of running in the mud. Like, you know, you can let off the car and it, like, drags down because you're in this turf. But, you know, as it as it breaks in, it gets good. But mm. carpet seems like it's good right away. Um, it's probably a little, a little more fierce racing on carpet. I think there's less give. It's a little more like on-road. Um, and I could see actually racing one-on-one with another driver. Um it being tougher to race on carpet versus AstroTurf. You know, you might be a little, you know, get into each other a little easier, but that also has to do with the size of the track. So, yeah, I mean, I think carpet's probably the way to go. 
if you had I, to choose think, between those two, what would you? But would you rather off race on dirt or, car, or carpet or turf? Yeah, here's the standard answer. I think is if you have the ability to get good dirt, you run dirt. Mm, okay. If you don't have the ability to have good dirt, then you you have to go with carpet or astroturf. I think that's the new standard. I think because. You know, not everybody has the OCRC, trackside hobbies, uh, you know, BHRC, whatever, you know, whoever, what track you want to name that has the good dirt. Not everybody has the the ability to get that dirt. <clears throat> and, I mean, that stuff works really well. And that's, today, that's today's off-road racing, or uh, dirt racing is those kind of surfaces and but if you can't get that kind of dirt then you kind of have to look for other options <clears throat> like in vegas you can't get good dirt so their track is carpet it makes mm-hmm. sense um even in florida we struggle for good dirt indoors here really now we can put red clay inside but it doesn't react without a lot of maintenance <clears throat> when Beachline first took over they maintained the track like a, a West Coast track, and it was great. Uh, they were watering it. They were misting it, keeping it a little bit moist. Uh, I remember Paul and I were going down there racing. We were running, like, gold compound indoor tires. Uh, it was great. Like, that was my favorite experience between all the um, the two ownerships they had there and all the conditions we've experienced. That was my, by far my favorite um, when we were doing that, then they sealed the track. They they made it so um, you had to run rubber tire slicks, and uh, to me that was the worst. Mm. Uh, I didn't like that at all. Now they're on astroturf, which eh, you know it's not my preference, but I think it it works pretty well. Um, you know, and then they're consistently getting turnouts, um, so. I think it's working for them. At some point, it's going to wear out, and they're going to have to make another decision. Uh, you know, will they want to put more in, or the case, whatever the case may be? Maybe they'll try carpet. I don't know, but it's expensive, so that's kind of the issue. But yeah, if you can get the good dirt, you go with dirt. If you can't, then you have to look for something else. And um, and people are just. Um, they're they're kind of they're just tough to please and no <laughs> and really I mean we we um, there's a good track that's not far from us called Setzers we had a Super Cup there and it's covered but it's it feels it's like basically like an outdoor track but it's got a cover over it and. They put in a brand new layout, and anytime you put a brand new layout in, you know, of course, it takes a little while to get some rubber put down and get the track the traction up. And that, and I went out there, and I think me and Paul and, and uh, Lee and the guys were racing, and first time on the the new layout and the track, and it's like you know we were fine, you know, we ran whatever tires worked in that condition. I think we were running reflexes or something, and. But there was people that they they ran like a qualifier and left because they didn't have enough traction. 
and they're just I'm just thinking like you know it just doesn't make any sense to me but they're really picky you know they want it to be um, you know it, it has to it has to work for what they have with them and you know it's just like and it's like hey you know this is this is kind of part of it so I don't know I, I, it was just a weird experience that that would happen and it's like hey guys you know you know and if people aren't new it's like hey you kind of have to see that the track's going to progress here it gets a little better and then by the time you know the mains roll around and next time you come it's going to be you know all the traction's going to be there again but it takes a little while but anyway so we're dealing with you got to deal with that in rc2 where it's like people you know they have to adjust on the fly or change something and deal with a track not having traction <clears throat> people are just less patient for that you know now it's like they go out there the first run they're just like oh i need to have 100 percent traction right away oh my god <laughs> wow yeah what are you gonna do yep it's true just do what you want to do and that's what you do. Uh, will two-wheel drive stadium truck ever make a comeback? I think we've talked about this one before. Mm-hmm. I well, sure wish it would. Yeah. Oh, man. I... Yeah, I don't know. If I had to say... I would say no. Um, I think the best chance for the trucks is this, maybe this four-wheel drive truck class. Yeah. Uh, I think that might be, you know, the the best thing. That might be the best hope for truck, I guess you could say. What, four-wheel drive? Yeah. So two-wheel drive's out, huh? I don't know. It just seems like it is. I mean, I... Why is it? My personal read thinking is i remember when i i used to love truck when i got into rc and they worked very well they were easier to drive and i think they felt like they had more traction to me and they were easier to drive because of that and as the trucks have progressed along with the buggies they don't work as good Mm. they're just not quite as good as the buggies are and I think that's part of it. Like a few years ago when we did that Vintage Nationals and I ran the RC10T, Yeah. I liked running the truck again there because with the rear motor and the way those trucks were built, they had rear traction. And you could you could um you could drive it into a into a a sharp corner or a 180. And you could slide it if you wanted to, do a little counter steering. And now if you try to do that with a stadium truck, it just spins out. Oh. Like you kind of have to drive it a little differently. And then I guess this comes back where people want to have the traction. Yeah. So four-wheel drive would be it. Yeah. Uh, That's where the traction is, is a four-wheel drive. So I, I think... What could happen potentially is short course will be well. It already is becoming a great. It's just it's still an entry level class or 
a good RC car to buy to get started in RC, but um, but, but there's not a lot of stadium trucks you can buy to get into RC besides like a Rustler, but um, which is a good selling truck, but it's not really a track vehicle. Um, so I don't know. I, I kind of see short course racing, hardcore short course racing, stadium truck racing, maybe not doing very well but you know if we have some hope maybe this four-wheel drive truck class uh, could work out i don't know i i think there is an aspect to a lot of this stuff that it needs to look like i don't know right now the scale thing is so big in rc that i think that's where the racing side of it is a little different because nothing looks like a real vehicle and, and the hot segment in RC right now is scale vehicles and wanting to be scale. Hmm. And any all the racing vehicles don't look like anything scale. So it's a hard it's tough. sale. It's tough, yeah. It's tough to get people interested in it because when they when they can buy anything out there, you can get anything you want now. You know, there's a vehicle body. A, class so you know if you're gonna you're like hey i want an rc car you're probably not gonna reach for the one that looks like a moon buggy you know you're gonna like you're gonna like all right well i'm gonna get this this old truck this old vintage truck or i'm gonna get this you know that's just yeah it's weird. I never thought of it like that back then. I was just like, oh, that's cool looking, you know? I just never thought, like, that a truck looked weird, like a stadium truck. I was just like, look fine by me. I didn't care if the wheels were exposed <laughs> like that or whatever. It looked cool. I don't know. It looked yeah, badass yeah. to me. But, hey, whatever. I, could, I understand what you're saying about today, though, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough, it's definitely a tough market. Jason's opinion on separating classes at nationals, example, buggy Nats, truck Nats, leading to an overall national champ from Randy Pike. So I guess what he's saying is that if there was two races and there was was one race that was all buggies and then another one that was all trucks. Yes, sir. Uh, No. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know if that is really the answer or not. Um, back in the back in the nineties, <laughs> there was two nationals. You know, we had a buggy nationals and we had a truck nationals. Yeah, and it was awesome because we had the entries to support each one of them. Yep. And at the time, truck was so big. That it could it could have a 400 entry you know we could have a 400 500 entry truck nationals and I mean that was probably some of my best memories of my early nationals were racing truck nationals and yeah it was it was great but then when they came back and they they moved them together oh man night night time. Yeah, it's pretty late. Well, when they went and they put the classes back together, um, 
it was also at a time when they weren't getting as many entries. So, you know, it, they couldn't really have two separate events yeah. and have, you know, 200 en- entries at each race. So it was made more sense to have one 300 or one 400 entry race. You know, back then when we were doing it, we had 400 entries at the Buggy Nationals or 500 and four or 500 at the truck one. So yeah. they were big, big success. So, you know, I don't, I don't know if having these overall champions and all that type of stuff, how much all that people would really care for that at the roar level. Um, of course, we do that on our national series, but I don't think it really matters to people if if their points were combined between buggy and truck. You know, I think people like the idea of having their having points and deciding an overall champion for say buggy and then truck separately but i don't know if adding them putting them together makes it any more appealing Mm -hmm. well maybe as sort of a fun thing say hey but you know at the end of the day um you know we have so many different events so many different races they're all broken down you know we you know different ways and um, you know, 20 minute mains and 30 minute mains, 45 minute mains, 60 minute mains, you know, ladder systems, if mar, start, start all at once, you know, super cross start, you know, we, um, you know, we have all these different things and, uh, they're just all kind of gimmicks in a way. There's some people that say we need to start all of our qualifiers all at once again. Go away from IFMAR start. Yeah, that's run, me. Start all at once. And I usually say, sure, it sounds good to people that have never raced like that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I, it, it, man, I would be so funny to go through a couple, to go through a whole year where everybody started at once. You got to run a race like that. Yeah, you got to do a race like that. You people, I mean, they complain now when they get taken out in a main. Yeah, you, you they imagine. had no clue what it's like to get taken out in qualifiers. <laughs> um, at the st- start of stuff, I mean, people, I don't think they could deal with it. Yeah, it's, probably not today's generation. No, I don't think. I so. mean, with social media and everything oh else now, God. it would just, you know, people's. You know, certainly there would be some results that help that that would could help people because yeah. you know, sure you're going to have those moments where you get out front, you know, you have a decent race and you have a you know a good qualifier or whatever. But you know, what I see is people just getting into more crashes and being more frustrated and um, blaming it on other people. <laughs> That's, that's what I think what really would happen. You know, I think they should really go back to that for certain races. Like, um, I know I'm going to catch some heat for this, but for a race like Motorama, where there's a bunch of people watching that have no clue about RC. Um, I've been in the stands there watching, and people are, like, clueless of what's going on with that if more qualifying system. Oh, yeah. They just want to see cars... And I understand, like you don't want to wreck your car and stuff, but they want that's that's what they want to see. So you know what they used to do that. I mean, early on, 
in Motorama days, you know, it was just qualifying was just everybody go. And the, the crowd loved I, it. They I think it. that would be one of the toughest things for people, you know, we, um, you know, going back to, uh, I, th- I think it was Chris Trudeau saying about the, the difference, you know, having it easier and harder uh, in the different eras, but that would be one tough adjustment for a guy like a Spencer or the younger these guys where, okay, now every qualifier you start heads up in a different place on the grid, yep. and the other part to that that they don't have to they never experienced was racing outdoors when the track was different all the time. So not only, you know, you're mixed up on the grid, you, you know, your starts are dependent on other cars as well as you, but now you might get your better starting position front row, which still not really a guarantee, but say you get your front row starting position and the track is slow. So you put a guy like Spencer on the front row, and he's like, "Oh, I'm this is my this is my moment," mm-hmm. and um, he puts in a great qualifier, and he goes and looks at the time and go, "Huh, C main run, oh sweet," <laughs> you know, like because that's how it was back then. Like if the track was good, you know, of course racing outdoors, um, the the track condition means everything in speed, and they didn't have qual points. So it was only rocket round. So um, there was more of that factor. Uh, just, man, anything could really happen. And I don't know if people would be prepared for that. Probably not. No. Because, you know, they would, you know, launch into their, you know, why well, I spent all this money to come to this race and mm-hmm. I only have one shot to make the main and the track was slow and then I got taken out and every other race. That's what I, I just, that's what I hear what would happen to me is that's what I would see is people not being able to adjust to that. And you know what? I went through it and I didn't like it. Um, when they went to Ifmar start in Lake park at Tampa, I was just like, this is the best thing ever. Mm. I was like, finally I can be on my own clock I don't have to start with these other yahoos taking me out. Like, that's how I felt. Like, I just felt like when I ran the starts and they were heads up, like, I was just like, oh, great. You know, what's going to happen now? Yeah. And it was just something for that for me, that really changed RC for me because I felt like now I could truly concentrate on my own four or five minute run. And it was a little more up to me. And when the start, you know, it's like, all right, you know, you get to a main event. Yeah, I can take if I qualified fifth or eighth or whatever. That's my spot. Sure. You know, I take my chances. But sure, if you TQ, you're out front. Um, That's where you want to be. But, yeah, those random qualifiers and front row, middle row, back row. Because what they do, 3-4-3 grid, I think is what it was. So you had three on the front row, four in the middle row, three in the back row. Um, yeah, so that's ten. And phew, it was brutal. 
I mean, I see guys now that race at the Roar Nationals. We were just at that race, and they'll crash on the first lap, and they're just – you can tell they're right away they're over it, you know. And that's an Ithmar qualifier you crash on the first lap. You know, can you imagine getting plowed onto the outside sweeper on your first lap um, by somebody? Talk about little mini meltdowns. But um, it is exciting. But, man, I don't know if – I think people aren't 100% sure what they would be signing up for doing that. <laughs> It'd be fun. Let's bring it back. Sounds great. Man. And, you know, and that's the other thing is people, you know, arguments at the track and, you know, um, confrontations and all that, all that whole, that whole system just promotes more confrontations. Man, I don't really remember a problem back then, like, with arguments like that, but I guess, you know, maybe. Well, I think it would be worse now. Yeah. And it wouldn't be as bad until... They got home and they were on their phone and their computer, <laughs> right? Because then you're going to have videos and, you know, there'll be videos of the races and people going, rewinding it back. And, um, and we just ran that Turf Nationals and mm-hmm. uh, in Connecticut, which was a great race. Had a good turnout, had fun, had a brutal, nasty jump. I mean, the biggest jump I've ever jumped Really? Any RC race. I mean, it was a monster jump. I forget what it was. It, was, it had to be 35 feet long. Um, good Lord. And I had a great, I had a pretty good first day on it, on the jump, and I had a, a good first qualifier Sunday morning, and after that, didn't make it anymore. I was done. Crap the bed. Yep. Just... It was I couldn't do it anyway. Wow. Yeah, so like you know, going back to that race and uh, Spencer actually won both classes, um, but the four wheel drive class Alex K was leading and caught up to some traffic. Traffic got into him, uh, made the race a lot closer, close enough to where Spencer was able to kind of throw it in on Alex and make a couple moves and. Uh, make it a race and Alex really probably should have won but going into the last lap Spencer made a move got into Alex and you know it was one of those questionable if it you know either could go either way type of thing but you know it wasn't you know we barely got back turn marshalling or back on the road and you know the guys already got the videos up looking at them <laughs> You know, the guy's got the video up going, look at this, look at this, look at this. You know, and, and you know, today with the videos, it makes it uh, that much easier to bring up everything. Except, you know, back then we didn't have videos of all these club races and all that kind of stuff. And you just were like, I think this is what happened. And, you know, the way you remembered it. And now it's like, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you know, you relive in it right away. See, this I knew this is what happened. <laughs> yeah, so next, like I said, next up on the calendar, Fall Indoor Nationals, King of Monster Trucks, Super Cup, Worlds. 
Paul's going to run the on-road state race this weekend. Where he, uh, got a new touring car body. Hmm. He's going to be debuting out there in the A1R. I think it was last year we introduced our first body and kind of got our feet wet and you know trying to take it a little further with the next body and see what we can do. The part that's difficult about touring cars is you wish people would run. You know, like when we started it, you ran the body that you like the looks of. And to me, that's what I don't like about a lot of how the racing goes is it eventually everything gravitates towards what works the best. Oh, this one works the best or it's the fastest. And to me, that's the that's what it gets to where it's just not as much fun for me. I like when people can run different stuff. Just like, hey, I want to run a Cadillac or, or I want to run a Mazda or I want to run you know, a Ford or whatever. I think that's cool. I think that's what it was really pretty fun and um it really appealed to a lot of different people because of Mm. that and as it became these as it you know like we said earlier as it starts to transition to something that doesn't look like anything it's really hard to get more people interested in it that aren't already in it of course, if you're already in it, you don't care what it looks like anymore as long as it's fast and quick. But when you started, it was important to you. So, but, you know, that's where Touring Car is today is, uh, you know, it was neat. You get you back back then, you'd go to the track and you'd start watching a race and there are different cars and the races and mm-hmm. Not now it's like you know everyone's got the same the same one, and if yeah. you're at a really crappy race, they're all one color paint jobs. White. Yeah. Hmm. Painted bodies a must. So did you um, take a look at those 18 scale sprint cars that I uh, sent over to our chat room? Uh, I did. I didn't actually look at it without the body on it. Um, I can look at it here while we're it's talking. Pretty interesting. I don't know why. Oh, oh, I, I what like was the name things. of it again? Uh, one RC, I think. On, are you on Facebook? I'm on. Uh, I you, see it here. They have a Facebook page and I think YouTube and they look cool, man. One RC. I don't even like sprint cars, but why do I like these? Why do I want one? Why? You just you still like RC cars. Man, I was like, this is crazy. So this is cool, man. Like these guys, they set up this little oval track, run these sprint cars on there and Yeah. You know, I, I think this is a good idea, um, in terms of it gives this is something that's I think kind of cool to do if you're uh, you know, the you can do this Nope, for Australia customers. What the heck? Where are so these anybody, guys from? So anybody at 1RC Racing, uh, you know, want to hook me up with one? Hook them up. Yeah, come on. Come on, guys. I'm I'm, I'm throwing out uh, free advertising here. This is awesome. I really do. I was watching some of the uh, videos they, they put out, too. So it's uh, 1RC Racing on Facebook. I was in our chat to get in our group chat. I was all about it this week, wasn't I? Mm-hmm. 
I could see like uh, one RC sprint car. They have midgets and, and sprint cars. And uh, you can get custom wraps done by a different company. I forget the name of the company. One RC doesn't do the wraps, but uh, I'd like to get a Radio Impound podcast. 18th skill sprint car. Yeah. What's interesting about these things is they're really a lot smaller, I think, than most people think they are, too. Yeah, they are. You they're see tiny. Them, you see them in the video. It's crazy. But, uh... It is a fun little thing to do, I'm sure. Yeah. And it's very, you know, inexpensive. I'm scrolling through them right now, so. You know what? I'm just in favor of people racing. I don't care what it is. It's like, get some of these. I don't, you know, just do it, you know. The thing that's nice about this stuff is it's pretty it's it's low cost i mean this is i mean for a for a mini this is actually kind of expensive to be honest is but it? yeah i mean i mean it's 200 bucks i mean you, well, you get the radio and the car does it come with a radio yeah oh yeah now i don't know if these guys i mean it's the, still kind of ex, still kind of expensive yeah because the radio to i'm sure the, the big the big uh the the big manufacturers but yeah yeah i mean I mean, yeah, if you're getting a radio, 200 bucks, wall charger. I'm sure there's guys yeah, that somebody these had things a... out. But, uh, what's that? Oh, yeah, I mean, that's that's what everybody's going to do. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be able to keep up then. But Race City, USA. we got to make compact parts for this thing. Little mini tires would be cool. Yeah, it's they got a lot of parts already. So this weekend we have uh, what do we have for racing? Today is well, Paul's going to be at that. Uh, Paul's going to be at the on-road state race this weekend, but uh, and then we had the, the hot rod shootout. That's where the the big boys will be running. Jimmy Babcock, Laker fan. I wonder what he thinks about the whole LeBron situation there. I'm sure he's loving it. Makes him relevant again. I wonder if he uh, renamed his uh, dog to from Kobe to, to LeBron. All right, I got a good question for you. Me? Yeah. Let me think about this for a second. <laughs> Now, we've already discussed that it wasn't really the Lakers' management that brought in LeBron. Right. He already wanted to go to L.A. All they had to do was provide the paperwork. But anyway. But Magic claims he got him there. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Yeah. But, so anyway. This is their biggest signing they've ever had. Ever? Ever. No. Who's a bigger who's a bigger Shaq. Yeah, but at the time at the time he wasn't a champion. He um Yeah, LeBron's still bigger. I mean, I don't he's know. The that, big, that... He's the bigger name. LeBron is the more famous, the bigger name than Shaq. I mean I mean I'm just going over this I'm just going over this myself and I'm like, you know, this is the biggest signing they've ever had. 
I mean, Kobe they drafted or they made a little trade and got him. Um, um, you know, Magic was uh, part of the draft. Well, Kareem, uh, Kareem came over with uh, titles. Kareem there. was traded. I think he was a trade. Yeah. Um, Boy. I, yeah. I was thinking Shaq was I, – I just remember that summer I was sweating. Well, it was huge. I mean that he, that he decided <laughs> to, to go to – God they would sign him. <laughs> I, I literally, man, I was like, oh, my God. I was just on pins and needles. And they did. But, you know – the only thing about LeBron is you're not – I don't know. It's just hard to say. But Well, we got him too late. Well, yeah. I already that, know that. I mean, if we could get one title out of it, out of him, that would be great. But, that's the yeah. issue with LeBron is it's a little late. Yeah. But, you know, going by how he was doing last year, he – I mean, he looks fantastic. So – yeah, but we're, he's in the West now, and now you got to go through Golden State. Mm-hmm. You know, are we going to get to the finals this year, next year? I don't think I don't, so. I don't know. I think you're at least, you know, I think they're looking at two to three years to going to be a contender. That that and that's the problem because LeBron's window is yeah, it's short. So you're only getting like I said, if I can get one title from him, I'll be you know I'll be happy about it. But I wish we would have got him like five years ago. Mm-hmm. The part that's going to be unfortunate is if he's like some of these other players that are, you know, that made that kind of like big market move late in their careers, like Kevin Garnett and all that stuff, where he was just kind of like, he's like, I have no idea why I didn't do this sooner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're yeah. they're mad because they're like, they're like, man, why? Should have did this so much sooner, and mm-hmm. it would have worked out better. Just, just give me one title. That's tough because you got that, you know, you got with Golden State being so stacked. What really has to happen is some of the free agents have to fall, and the the you know. We have to um, get Leonard next year. And I don't even know if that's enough, but. Maybe if Kevin Durant signed with the Lakers, you know, if he signed with the Lakers and then you got maybe like another, uh, you know, kind of two-way defensive guy, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. We're about a month away from the NBA season starting. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Well, anyway, it was fun. Looking forward to the next podcast. I'm not even done with this one. I'm looking forward to the next one. <laughs> Another month from now. I'm like Spencer when we're at the uh, Roar Nationals, and he's like, uh-huh. you know, we're like in the middle of qualifying, and he's like asking me, he's like, so what tires do you think we should get ready for uh, um, the next race? I'm like, dude, <laughs> we're in the middle of this race. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> I'm like, why don't you concentrate on winning this one? Okay. Dude's always thinking ahead, man. Yeah. It's a Patriot way. <laughs> Bill Belichick. Actually, it's not the Patriot way. They're never looking ahead. <laughs> They're in the moment. Living in the moment.
All right. Well, this is a big milestone, episode 180. So there you go. 20 more. 20 more to go, and we are done. Finished. Shut it down. That's it. 20 more podcasts. 20 more. It's going to take two years, so. (sighs) Nah. We'll get there. We'll get on these streaks. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll get on a run. I tell you what, it's so hard to, like... If you can knock four or five out, if you knock like four or five out and you're only down to 15, that's a big deal. Yeah, we'll we'll do that. We'll get on a streak here soon. I think there was times we used to record, we we recorded uh, two in one week, didn't we? Yeah, I'm not opposed to doing that. Yeah, it's just hard. Like, I don't know, it's just really tough. And then like when you when you take a week off, you're like, there's times like. You know, if you go somewhere, race or whatever. And then I kind of lose motivation. And then I'm like, ah, oh, we'll just, we'll record Friday or Thursday. And then we don't. And then we're like, and, and the time goes by so fast. Next thing you know, it's four weeks since your last recording. <laughs> it's amazing. It really is. It just flies by. And, uh, but, you know what? I was like, yeah, oh, you know what? What, what are we still getting for downloads? Nothing's changed. We still had the same 10 listeners. We're really happy that they're sticking <laughs> with us, too. All right. Episode 180 in the books. Visit jconcepts.net. Show them some love. Got a lot of action on social media the last couple of weeks. Doing mm-hmm. inside looks, articles, new features, videos updating up. videos. We got a lot of stuff happening. Got a blog there out about your new uh, tires. Mm-hmm. Go read that. Check it all out. Show Jason some love. 